ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And uh, we do have some good news today, and then there's still a lot of chaos to cover. First, I'd like to just say thank you so, so much for taking the time to tune in to listen to what this brother right here has to say. I do truly appreciate all of your support. If you're on FB, Facebook, please, they're being nice to me still. I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Uh, please hit the share button right now. My goal, my hope is that somebody, maybe one of your family mem members or what, maybe one of your friends will see something today during this show that'll make them wake up and say, you know what? I need to do a little bit more research and make sure I'm on the right side of history. If you're on Twitter, please retweet right now. For my YouTube audience, thank you so, so much for tuning in. And if you're listening to me via the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. Please leave a review and give me five stars if you like what this brother has to say. All right, let's jump right into it. We've got the good news that I think was a long time coming, friends. Way too long. Absolutely too long for Seattle to do something about this autonomous zone, but they finally did. Police storm into Chaz after Seattle mayor orders occupied area cleared. 23 people have been arrested so far. Heavily armed police and moving equipment stormed into the chop section of Seattle to clear the riffraff. It's exactly what they were out and returned the neighborhood to its residents. Just before the police raided chop, Mayor Jenny Durkin, who was Antifa's and BLM's number one booster, until they showed up at her house and frightened her kids, issued an executive order to clear out the occupied zone. As police entered the zone, the losers inside began catcalling and telling the police to leave. I've actually got the video. I've got one video, one view of this. I think it is absolutely a beautiful thing to see. It's, a, it's something that we finally get to see. It shouldn't have even gone on this far. It shouldn't have taken this long to shut this down. It's literally giving a free reign to anarchy, but here's the view from above of the police storming into this autonomous chop anarchy zone. Um, it's very unfortunate uh, that we have yet another. Well, I think that I was about to show you the clip. I think that what the uh, chief of police had to say probably helped to prompt just a little bit Mayor Durkin in her decision to shut down this autonomous zone. I, I don't think it was the uh, four, five, six individuals that were shot. I really don't even think it was the two individuals that were murdered inside the zone. And I actually don't even think that it was... Uh, what the chief of police has to say. I'll share that with you in a minute, but let's listen to what the chief of police had to say yesterday before the mayor decided to finally take action. Um, it's very unfortunate uh, that we have yet another murder in this area identified as the chalk. Two African-American men dead at a place where they claim to be working for Black Lives Matter, but they're gone. They're dead now. And we've had multiple other incidents, assaults, rape, robbery, and shootings. And so, you know, this is something that's going to need to change. We're asking that people remove themselves from this area. 
for the safety of the people. There are people who live here. There are multiple people who are being injured and hurt, and we need to do something about it. It is absolutely irresponsible for this to continue to continue. As an African-American woman with uncles and brothers and stuff, I wouldn't want them to be in this area. We've had two men killed, and we have a child that's injured uh, uh, from gunfire. Well, I absolutely think that the fact that that is so rude. This is what I'm talking about. This kind of behavior is irrational and unacceptable. And that is the behavior of all of those that were in that autonomous zone. No respect for pretty much anything, not even each other. They were all in there together. You'd think that uh, they'd have at least a mutual respect, but no, all they wanted is anarchy and they were given a green light by their local officials. Well, I've got this here, let me make sure, yeah. I've got this, this is such a beautiful uh, uh, depiction from somebody in Seattle, a local business owner or property owner, he calls himself a property owner because he said he didn't wanna be outed. He didn't wanna deal with the mayhem that so many Americans have had to deal with just by trying to stand up for their own places of business, trying to secure their own places of business, even trying to secure their own home. Yeah, we've heard that the individuals in St. Louis that used their, uh, their Second Amendment rights to protect their home, well, that local DA there, that's somebody that is backed by George Soros himself, yeah, she's trying to throw the book at them. Yeah, she's trying to, uh, she's trying to hold them up on charges. She, she, wants to, she wants them to know that she's on the side of, the, uh, uh, of these criminals. Well, that's a pretty unfortunate thing, but this man in Seattle shares a little bit of what a lot of individuals in Seattle, I believe, are feeling. I think a lot of individuals, a lot of business owners, a lot of uh, residents feel exactly the way this man uh, says and shares. And I think that this is going to be part of what hopefully will reclaim Seattle from the clutches of the liberal Democrat mafia that have allowed these autonomous zones and these criminals to cause so much chaos in their city. I have a business or you live here? I own property here. <laughs> Rather not get into it. <laughs> I don't want to get killed by these Antifa people. Right. What's the feeling this morning? You know, I just uh, I just have to tell you that being a longtime resident here, owner, uh, and very understanding of the political message that was trying to be conveyed, uh, this whole situation has just been totally out of hand. Uh, the disconnect between the mayor and the city leaders and the residents and the businesses has just been terrible. Uh, I don't understand why there isn't any communication. I mean, we were left in the dark. We did, from one day to the next, we didn't know what was going on. Just poor, poor leadership. And I'm just incredibly discouraged that residents and businesses here, you know, people that have lived here and we've paid taxes forever and everything continues to cost more, yet there's no leadership, there's no communication. And, and that was just incredibly dejecting, I mean, discouraging. What's the, what's the experience been like with what we had here over the past two It's weeks? been terrible, it's been loud at night. Uh, during the day, these people seem to be relatively calm, but <clears throat> I've been down here almost every day and I've seen a lot of weird stuff, a lot of assault weapons, a lot of anger, a lot of drugs and drinking. Um, so it, it hasn't been a very positive thing. I mean, the message was kind of lost weeks ago. So we just had basically a homeless encampment here. 
and uh, people with no direction. It just was tough to see, and kids getting shot, kids getting killed. Um, total mayhem. And like I said, where is the leadership? Where is the city leadership? Did it feel like you guys, the work and live in this area, being held hostage, basically? By yeah, definitely, system? most certainly, most certainly. And uh, I just think it's unfair. It was totally unfair. And a lot of people don't want to talk. A lot of people are worried and scared, and uh, they don't want to express their opinion because they're worried about retribution. And I don't blame them. A lot of people don't want to talk. I'm so thankful for that resident that decided to talk. He felt like a hostage in his own city. He blamed the local leadership. That speaks volumes, friends. That's coming from a Seattle resident, a business owner, a property owner, somebody that loves his city. I'm sure he does, otherwise he wouldn't live there. And he blames the leadership, the lack of communication. It doesn't seem like Jenny Durkin cared too much what the mayor uh, had to say or, or what she thought. It doesn't seem like the mayor had too much uh, care or thought about what the chief of police said. I really don't think that it mattered too much at all until protesters decided to go down to Mayor Jenny Durkin's neighborhood and have a rally in her on her street. And that is when the mayor then decided, wait, this is way too close to home. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be impacted by this personally. And oh, yeah, then then she cares. Then it's time to, to, to do something about it. Friends, isn't that exactly what's wrong with these politicians today? They, are, they live in their glass huts. They live in their bubbles. They say, what's good for me is not good for thee. And we're the ones that are stuck holding the bag. Well, I'm thankful at least that uh, Seattle is finally doing something about it, but there's a whole lot of other riffraff in other states and cities around the country that also now need to be brought in. This took place in Utah. Utah driver shot by Antifa terrorist as he tried to flee swarming Black Lives Matter mob. Unbelievable. A man in Provo, Utah had his car swarmed by BLM terrorists and he and, and as he tried to get away from them what appears to be a white protester, a white guy, shot him through the passenger window. The man's injuries is not considered life-threatening. He had a choice but to drive through the mob in an attempt to save him from the violent mob. Here is that video. Multiple shots. There was a man trying to run over protesters, so I ran over, <laughs> and he was running them over, and then he got me. I ended up falling over to the side after he hit me. <laughs> oh, poor, woe is me. <laughs> woe is me. There's a man trying to drive us over. We're in the middle of the road with guns, and we're banging on their cars, but they tried to run us over. You need to arrest that man. Well, he could have been shot and killed. Thank God he doesn't have life-threatening uh, injuries, but these mobs are absolutely out of control. And I'm thankful that we do have the Second Amendment. I'm thankful that some mayors, some governors, mostly conservative, mostly Republican, although, although there are some rhinos out there that are also in it for themselves, we've got to be thankful for the politicians that are standing up to these absolute riotous mobs and saying, no, not on our watch. We're going to make sure that this does not happen here. If it's happening in one of your cities, you can thank your local leadership for that. You can also be thankful that we live in a constitutional republic and you have the choice, you have the power to band together and to vote them out. 
hopefully that's what you'll all be doing this year all the way up to November 3rd. And then hopefully we will do what we can to uh, elect uh, the the best president that I've had and seen in my lifetime, probably since Reagan and probably since uh, Abraham Lincoln. And that is exactly what uh, I hope does take place. Well, we've got these four Democrats that were all uh, that were all arrested. <laughs> Why is it it's always Democrats arrested? Are the Republicans just not getting caught? Or are they just not doing these uh, these dastardly, dirty deeds that so many Democrats are doing? Virginia Democrats propose... Oh, wrong one. Hold on a second. Uh, where are we at? Here, four, four Toledo's. My bad. Four Toledo City Council members, all Democrats, arrested by FBI on bribery charges. Oh yeah, they like getting paid for what their for their position, their elected f- position. Four city council members in Toledo, Ohio, all Democrats, surprise, surprise, have been arrested on federal bribery and extortion racket charges. Boom. The members would have uh, would extort payments from businesses looking for council approval for various reasons. They had enough votes to swing anything brought up to the council. The investigation was started back in 2018. All four faced 10 years for bribery charges and 20 years for extortion. That's a total of 30 years for use that aren't counting. It was strictly a pay-for-play scheme in which the council members would vote according to whoever forked over the most money. And isn't that exactly, I believe, what's wrong with so many Democrat-controlled cities? All of these Black Lives Matter protesters, why aren't they rioting in these uh, in these areas that are downtown, like Chicago, like Baltimore, uh, Detroit? Why aren't they in these cities where there's so much black-on-black crime? If black lives truly mattered, you'd think they'd actually go where the most black lives are dying, are being murdered, are being shot. But no, they're not doing that. They're just going to, it's all about a political, uh, it's a political storm for them. Well, here is Life After Chop. This is a little inside sneak peek into the six blocks, the autonomous zone that was uh, up until today, pretty much they did what they wanted. Here's a little sneak peek inside. Potential. How in the world did they live like that? lady that last lady uh she's in the middle too obviously she wasn't in there but i'm pretty sure that's the sentiment of most of the democrats that not only wanted hillary to win back in uh 2016 also want joe biden to win uh i think that was their sentiment across the country uh and hopefully a lot more people are just happy to see that whole chop zone taken down being deconstructed and hopefully we'll begin to see that all across the country as well well, we've got, uh, this was the other one I was going to bring you. 
while we, while in some areas it seems like there is some finally there's some common sense that is taking place in other areas that are ran by democrats they seem to continue to just push the envelope down the road to anarchy making it even easier for criminals to get off for doing excessively uh, uh, vicious, violent things, especially to our police officers. Virginia Democrats propose lowering criminal penalties for assaulting police officers. Are you kidding me? What are these people smoking? That is, does not make any sense whatsoever, yet that's exactly what they're doing. Virginia Democrats propose lowering criminal penalty for assaulting police uh, from a felony to a misdemeanor. Tell me how many criminals out there just can't wait for this to pass. Last year in Virginia, there were 2,000 assaults on police officers with one death and many injuries from minor to critical injuries. Under current law, attacking a police officer carries a mandatory six-month sentence. But under the new plan, assailants of police can get off scot-free. Democrats control both houses of legislature and the governor's mansion so they can pass anything they want. It's kind of scary when you think about it. Virginia will not need to abolish the police because no one in their right mind would want to be an officer there with being targeted and targets placed directly on their back. This is especially true with Democrats surrendering to violent mobs and scrutinizing every action police must take in order to protect the public. You just can't make this stuff up. The individuals that decide to protect and serve and sign up and don't get paid, they should get paid a heck of a lot more than they do. They're literally putting their lives on the line every single day that they leave their home. They may not come back that day. They may come back injured. They may, who knows what they face. And they run they, they run straight in, head in, to many situations where they have no idea what they're running into. They're there to protect and serve us. And we should be, we should have laws that protect and serve them. So what happens when you begin to strip away the laws that protect and serve those that protect and serve us? We're gonna have a lot less of them out there protecting and serving us. That's, that is exactly what is going to happen. And uh, I think they just don't care. These Democrats, they just don't care. They see it as a win. They see it as something they can do. And, and uh, well, that's, uh, that's all good for them. This video right here, friends, to sum up, to summarize this entire CHOP autonomous zone and what the Democrats have done, so many uh, Democrats have actually called for this. So many Democrats have actually shared that this is exactly what they want. They want uprisings. They want, uh, they want them happening all over the country. I truly believe that they want the uprisings. They want the civil chaos so that we can then, and the, the mainstream media can then say it's all Trump's fault. Donald Trump's only been in office for three and a half years. How did everything that's ever been wrong with this country all of a sudden become the person that's never been in politics, just got in three and a half years ago, has done a hell of a lot more than most any other politician I've ever seen, yet it's his fault. Well, he's the one standing up for truth and justice, but here, to just make it really clear for you, this is really exactly what has been taking place and what we're all up against. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system. 
That is what the word radical really means. I've never been offended, and I embrace that term. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. We are not answering our one call right now to the personnel issues. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. We have an incredible opportunity to not just dig out of this crisis, but to fundamentally transform the country. Yeah, it seems that all of those Democrats, they all say the exact same thing. They've all been ex- saying exactly what we've been seeing now all around the country. These, uh, these, upri- these uprisings, these riots, this criminal behavior. And then you have Hawk Newsom, one of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, that's literally out there saying, we will bur- if we don't get what we want, we will burn it all down. I'm pretty sure that they are all, they're all playing from the exact same playbook. It's, all, it's Saul Alinsky's playbook. It's, it's rules for radicals. It's anarchy. And it's how to bring communism to this country, one city at a time. Well, we've got over this. This is, you guys might see this right here. You say, what is that? Well, the Pennsylvania governor has ordered face masks, literally, for everyone, mandatory. If you're going to go outside, Pennsylvania governor forces order, making it mandatory to wear masks in all public places. Yeah, it reminds me of somebody else that began uh, making mandatory um, unconstitutional. Well, they didn't have the constitution that we have, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what he's doing. Masks are now indefinitely mandatory in all public spaces in Pennsylvania. Governor Wolf's administration announced on Wednesday afternoon, it doesn't matter that even most of Pennsylvania, most of their counties are in the green phase. They're not even uh, in a high risk. Of course, he doesn't have the constitutional authority to do this, but I don't think he cares since he has the rule of law and that has never affected a Democrat politician from doing pretty much whatever they want. Um, So if you're in an area where you've got to wear a face mask, friends, get this one. Make sure you can see it. Oh, yeah. They really don't care what covers your face. People are wearing bandanas. Keep America great. Let people know you got a you, you got an American flag. Let them know where you stand. And uh, you can still talk. You can still breathe. But you're letting people know. Keep America great. I think that's right. Keep America great. You can get these in my store as well as my book, davidharrisjr.store. Get these face masks there. And it's a, a nice little addition for you if you travel or if you're doing anything else whatsoever. And we got one final article for you to see. Something that should alarm every single one of you. Uh, The fact that they are letting literally infected illegal immigrants, they're letting them come into our country. New import from Mexico, thousands of infected people. Uh, People from all around the world must look at some of our policies in the name of humanitarian concerns and say, how stupid can the USA be? They must be saying that. Our immigration policy holes are large enough for a semi-truck to drive through them. Our porous borders allow tens of thousands of illegals from countries all around the world whom, have, uh, whom we have no idea uh, how they enter each month. Some are criminals. We don't know who they are. Some are coming in to get government welfare, which uh, you better believe. Let me, let me say this to you. If the Democrats win... Uh, the executive branch, if they win in the Senate, if they win in the House, you better believe they will give uh, unbridled passage to anybody that wants to come to our country and they'll make them all eligible to vote. 
a Republican will, ne- will never win any uh, elected office in this country ever again when you've got close to 20 million illegals are here already and the millions more that will follow for all the freebies. Our country will be absolutely gone. Uh, and some of them also coming in have diseases. To compound the immigration issues, George Soros funded humans, human rights groups stationed in Mexico and throughout South America. They train locals on how to manipulate our U.S. laws, regardless of how nefarious their actions are. Open borders, cheap labor, future Democrat voters, etc., are just some of the, re- the return on investment for their efforts. So what's taking place? Uh, We've got a whole lot of individuals. Where is it at? Southern California Hospital reports that virus patients are crossing the border from Mexico to seek treatment. Yeah, they're coming on over here. And then some are just letting them come. The surge creates a crisis in regional hospitals, prompting a patient transfer system across the state. They're literally, they literally come to the border and call an ambulance, friends. Van Gordon, president and CEO of the Southern California Scripps Healthcare System, told CNN of all people. I wonder if they reported that. It's an unprecedented surge across the border. California Hospital Association president and CEO uh, Carmela Cole also told CNN. Officials said Border Patrol agents currently make about four trips per day, taking people into custody to hospitals or healthcare facilities nationwide. Yeah, they're not just staying in these southern states. No, they'll, they'll take them wherever they can get them or where they can ship them. These transports are not necessarily all virus-related patients, officials say, nor does it mean that those patients were admitted to the facilities. Of course, they're going to say that, but that's just one more reason why I'm thankful that we have a president, a commander-in-chief that is trying to put America first, to put our safety first, to put our prosperity first, and I've even got this right here to close this out. This is our president, Donald Trump, sharing exactly what he believes would happen if Joe Biden was to win the presidency. I think what happens is if you do that, you're gonna crash the market. We have a market that's going to be, I believe by sometime early next year, could even be sooner, at record levels, you're gonna crash the market. 401Ks will be down the tubes. Uh, The wealth of the country will be down. No, he really wants to, just to put it more accurately, he just wants to raise everyone's taxes because they wanna spend it on nonsense. They wanna spend it on things that don't work. They wanna give the money away. And I don't think people are gonna stand for it. They wanna, the Democrats want to raise taxes, and it's going to ultimately be everybody's taxes. That will kill the market. It'll kill everything that we're doing. It'll kill jobs, and it'll be very bad. Yes, thank you, Mr. President, for putting America first. Thank you all so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. If you got to travel or if you're in some place where you got to wear a mask, get your Keep America Great mask, show your American flag, get it in my store, davidharrisjr.store. You can also get my book there. God bless you guys. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye-bye.